2: It is Friday, everybody. Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's go. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, G. Bush, Brad Sellers back in the house. Back in the really quickly before we start, Mike, oh, by the way, we've got a show full of surprises. So everybody oh, on yeah. this panel better be on their toes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that, okay, so oh. that is the gopher from... Uh, is Anthony here today? Anthony is here. Yeah. Okay, that's Anthony's gopher. Love it. That he talked about yesterday from the movie Caddyshack. Ah, so yes. that's he's now our. Where is he? He's posting. He oh, he's down there in front of the. He's down desk. there chilling. By I the
0: way, the it. the uh, the front of our table. Can you show the gopher again? The front of the table there looks like the 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 scene from like a horror movie. Like when they're in the basement, it's all rusted and there's water dripping. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's about to get killed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I supposed to be an industrial road. look. You know, Cleveland's yeah. an industrial city. Looks scary, like. Yeah, it is. We are
1: getting a sign for the front of
2: that. That's yeah. in the okay. works. At Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show sign.
1: N- uh, the destination Cleveland.
2: We're just figuring out the legal issue, but oh. like the famous Cleveland. Oh, the script Cleveland. Yeah, we're gonna have that in front. I think we need that. I yeah. really yeah. do. It's coming. Okay, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that they're on that. We've got our best lawyers on that right now, right? Yep. Facts. Uh, Mike. You, we we want to start with you because our jumping off point today is Nick Chubb. Uh, it's something that we sort of touched on yesterday. But before we get into that, you found something over the weekend that's probably just as egregious as what we're <laughs> going to talk about to start the show. So, set the table what you have here.
1: Yeah, if not more blasphemous. This was going to be my worst take of the weekend. We didn't get to it on Monday, yeah. so I'm glad we're getting to it now. Steve, let's pull up the video. This comes from Dave Kluge. Nick Chubb wow. is fancy Damian Harris. Let
2: who, me introduce you to the Dave worst Spooge. take of the weekend.
0: Who is this guy? A fantasy football guy. No, he's not. I mean, he doesn't. He's not. He had a blue I've check. never heard of him. He had a blue check. I never heard of Dave Kluge. I I am a fantasy football dork for 25 years, and I never heard of Dave Kluge.
2: That's why it's the worst take of the weekend, boy. Well,
0: you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get traction by making ridiculous
2: statements like that.
0: I don't even even really understand what that means. Is is, he complimenting Harris or insulting Chubb? Well, here's what my my take on that
2: is. If he's a fantasy guy, Nick Chubb is a reality running back. Yes, I I don't know that I want him as a fantasy running back just because the way the Browns' offense works when they get close to the red zone, Hunt's getting the carries. Yeah. He, I think he had well, eight touchdowns last year. That's he doesn't it.
0: catch a lot of passes. That's the bottom
2: line. And so if, if you're looking at him from a strictly fantasy standpoint, right. he's not he's elite. Not, he's not going to stockpile points back. for yes. you. I, doesn't get a lot of catches. Doesn't score yes. a lot of touchdowns. Really. I told you. Listen, here's the thing. I
3: rode Nick Chubb to a championship last year. I also had Aaron Jones as well on, on that oh, squad. Well, right, that's, right, right. that's a terrific so, backfield. So uh, what do you yeah. have? A
2: two-team league? that You got uh, both those guys? No,
3: I, actually, I got three. I picked them into my top three. I got Aaron Jones. I got him, and I also, uh, wow, I also took. No, I had Derrick Henry, but I also took uh, Kareem
0: Hunt. So I had uh, both that was yeah, your that's backfield possible because like you. Yeah, yeah. you can get those guys. That's a late. Uh, Nick Chubb is a great NFL back. He's a good yeah and that's right. probably
2: what that that's t- I'm just I'm just trying to cut this guy some slack yeah and yeah out I don't think that's what the hell he's talking fan. about I
0: actually think Damian Harris is a decent back obviously he's not anywhere close to Nick Chubb at this point but he's he, he's you know I think he's only in the second year right, we, we
2: year. throw that out there because where yeah. we're starting today yeah is Odyssey which they're a podcast company right that's pretty much what they do
0: yeah well they own the radio they and own radio the ra- stations the radio. okay uh, yeah, yeah
2: they're they're uh, do we have the, the tweet that they sent out? They ranked the backs in the AFC North, all, all the top four backs. <laughs> and they actually have Najee Harris, number one, Nick Chubb, two, Joe Mixon, and then J.K. Dobbins. G. Bush, go. I know you're red hot on this. First of all, why are you sp- trying to spread the wealth here? Just because J.K. Dobbins
3: played for the Ravens and you ain't said the Ravens, don't mean he's the fourth best back. Actually, Kareem Hunt is the fourth best back. Second of all, when you look at that, Najee Harris is, is three. At the best, no, no, he's no. He's going to be four. I, you, 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 you would put Kareem Mama over him? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And and, and, and the disrespect that you gave Ohio, how yeah. you go? Joe Mixon, by the way, is way better than Najee Harris. That's, that's the, embarrassing. The, the, the fact that you got both of these dudes out here, and then go look at PFF. Najee Harris is running like fifteenth, bro. Yeah.
4: yeah. All right. So here, like, I'm I'm not a fantasy guy, right? So mm-hmm. I, right. I'm a real Sunday guy. I'm a guy that give me the real deal, right? The Browns are the best two backs in the in the AFC. We don't use Hunt like they were using the Hunt in Kansas City. Hunt, Hunt was a beast. Yeah, a beast. I wish we did, by a the beast,
2: way. A beast, right? He was the best uh, back in the NFL when he so, came so, into the league. So
4: sometimes I think people forget that. That's why I always a uh, proponent for, playing them more together, right? Yep. Because you can see more things. And on that little funky list right there, man, I'm not panicking <laughs> that little list over there. I, well, I, I got the two top backs. I ain't going to go off on my So, you've got, you got Chubb Hunt 1-2. I'm not going to go off on a man, J.K. Dobbins, because he's wearing the brand, right? Right right, right? right, right. He up and coming, but mixing, the, mixing tough down there in Cincinnati.
0: He is tough. He's tough yeah. down there yeah. in Cincinnati. Listen, this, uh, first of all, you know it's an embarrassing list because nobody put their name on it individually. N- like, no. what is this, yeah. Odyssey Sports? There's yeah. No, there's no real Odyssey Sports. Like, who, who is responsible for this nonsense the person that made this list <laughs> I wish I knew who it was because I would personally call them an idiot the list is absurd first of all what are they what's that what do you call them? What an you, idiot
4: okay say it again an idiot
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wants to scream it put the sauce <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's so ridiculous first of all there's zero how do you make an argument for Najee Harris being number one there is no I can't think of any argument I, I, but here's the only argument that I can find yeah He had the most carries. I
2: don't know. Does that make him more durable than the other guys? I don't know. He had the most carries because they uh, have nobody nobody else there. He's their (laughs) backfield.
0: You know, so he's – and he played a lot of games. His yards per attempt – and that's not the end-all, be-all, but his yards per attempt was not good. Now, part of that is, to be fair to him, is Pittsburgh's offensive line was poor last year. Yeah. But you know who else's offensive line was poor? Even worse than Pittsburgh? Joe Mixon. Cincinnati. Yeah, they were bad. And Joe Mixon's a stud. All right. Nick Chubb is obviously number one. I think there's no debate. I think it's a debate between Kareem Hunt and Joe Mixon for two. I think Joe Mixon's been more, not no fault to Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon in the last couple of years has been more productive because right. he gets more opportunity. Yep. So I would have He's to the put the feature back. And, yes. and Hunt is far from. The I gotta back. put him two. Kareem Hunt is then three, but it's close to me. Right. I think if Kareem Hunt played a full amount, I'd probably have Hunt slightly over Mixon. And then it's a drop the four a big drop in my opinion, four Najee and then five JK. That brings Dobbins. me back to the question.
4: If yeah. you if you have a beast player, right?
0: What's the beast player doing? sitting on the sideline.
4: I,
2: listen, well, I, Chum, I, the I, 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 Sixty-four thousand. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not Play saying. Together. Chum, I'm not, i I agree. Playing together. He's <laughs> underutilized, and I don't think anybody would would argue that point. Kareem Hunt is underutilized in this offense. This, but yeah, the question is, yeah. do they realize he's underutilized? I don't know. I
3: that's the question. He, I don't I, know. Stefanski dodges a lot of questions. He keeps going. Well, what we like to do is keep them both fresh. There we is like, some we, merit it, to that though. But but 12 yeah, carries ain't enough. Yeah. That's Kareem Hunt. He need, I agree. He need, he need at least 20 touches. I need 20 for him. If it's screen game, if it's gonna be flair, if it's spread out wide, I need more uh, then touches for that. you want 20
0: touches for Hunt and the, 20 the, for the, jumps. Yes, test.
2: yeah, yes. but see, with, with the thing is, with with Hunt, you can get him eight, a thousand eight, different eight way, catches yeah. and 12 carries. And I know that's that's using him a lot. If you were and I don't know that you can have 40 cut uh, touches per game between Chubb and Hunt. Because if at that point, that's you're a lot, primarily I mean. a running team. You might as well kept Baker Mayfield if that's what you're going <laughs> to do. Be,
4: be clear. The Browns and Kevin Stefanski have a problem that the other teams in this league would love to have. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. Yes, an would. abundance that's of right. <laughs> talent at the running
2: back position. I'll, I'll make a couple points before we wrap this up. I think the rankings are ridiculous. I'm with yeah. you. I don't know who did it. I think the fact that nobody singly put their name yeah, on right. it tells you that they, <laughs> yeah, they exactly. knew. They, you know, why they did it? So shows like this and absolutely. others would talk about yes, it. They talk about Odyssey That's Sports. Right. Yeah. So we took your bait. We're guilty. But I will say this: as uh, somebody mentioned, Pro Football Focus. I think you did. You said yeah. they have they have uh, Harris at 15. He's at 11 okay. on Pro Football Focus. Mixon is nine. Right. Chubb is two. For and, me, pro football focus is the Bible. I think they're very, very – they're accurate with their ratings, the way they yeah. look at the game, and, and the you, way they value players. And There's you no may doubt. think in
3: my list, Derrick Henry is number one. He's not. Derrick Henry is all the way down He's at, at 4, five. four, or four or five. Yeah, He was Taylor is the number one running, running yes. back, yeah, according yeah, 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 to no them, way. just because
2: of what, yeah, he, well, what he, he did last year. Derrick Henry year. got hurt last year. That's based only on last year. It is. It yeah. Was, yeah. So – uh, Here's the other thing. Yeah. You, you, you you sort of discounted yards per carry. You said that not no, that it means everything. No, no. I, For me, yeah. As and I know that there's more things to being a running back. You right. got to catch passes, and Chubb is yes. not as accomplished at catching passes right. yes. as some of these other backs. But I look at the yards per carry as the end-all, be-all. I look at that as the OPS. I look at that as that's my golden nugget stat for a running back. Guys, when you just look at that number. Yeah, he
0: kills everybody. It's
2: not even close. Nick Chubb, not just last year, but for his career, guys, is averaging five and a half yards per touch.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Harris
2: at 3.9 is the worst of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, Mixon actually, Mixon was 3.9 as well. So there's a huge difference between but here's the thing Chubb though. and everyone else. Right.
0: The only thing I'll say about yards per attempt is the offensive line factors. Into sure, that. it does. It does. But and, guys, 5-5 and re- five, five to 3-9. The reason I love PFF is because it takes into account. A stat that I love is yards after contest. Yes. And, and you know who's number one in the league? It's, I think it's Chubb. It's Nick Chubb. I, yeah. love,
3: I love another stat. When you take a look at making the first guy miss
0: Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is
2: the highest on he that and list. Yes, He and Henry are is. the two best on that I think one. he's the prototypical back. I know that some will take Henry, and, and after last year, a lot of yeah. folks are mesmerized by Taylor. I don't know that Taylor's going to be able to repeat that this year. I think Taylor's success last year was a result of the Colts having a terrible passing game.
4: But, but, I mean, they had to rely factors in, no right, doubt. But, you, but to, to all the stats you guys have just laid out, yeah. really just uh, aligns with my question. Do we even know what we have, right? Because... Just off those numbers that you just gave, Jay.
2: Right. We should be pounding the ball with you. Should players. be. We should be pounding it with him, right? And, and, you know, we talked earlier, does, does Stefanski know that? I, I, here's my fear. Do you remember? Marty Schottenheimer was run out of town because he was stubborn and refused to hire an offensive coordinator. That yeah. Essentially, that was the rift between Art Modell and, and, and Marty Schottenheimer. He yeah. wanted him to hire an offensive coordinator. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I'm watching Stefanski and – It seemed like the overwhelming chorus last year was, why is he calling the plays? Why doesn't he be the CEO? Why doesn't he just give off that duty, let someone focus specifically on that, and he can be the CEO like all your great head coaches?
5: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: And right. I'm wondering now if we're getting to a point, and the same thing with Chubb and Hunt in the backfield at the same time. That was the overwhelming chorus last year. The media, the fans, everybody was saying, why, why, why? Yes. I wonder if we're to a point with Stefanski where he's like s- sneaky, stubborn, and he's like, no, no, I'm the All head coach. I know. We're going to do it my way. We That's my see fear. some
0: of that, and especially with Watson now. His ability to run, too, in addition to being a great passer. There's only one. It's football. even more dangerous. <laughs> I know. If you have all three of them back there, what the hell do you do?
2: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. I don't know how this is going to work itself yeah. out. All right. We started down this road yesterday. It's an interesting debate. It's June 3rd, so we're kind of making stories here. But yeah. we had a Didi on yesterday, and we asked her, take the quarterbacks out of the equation, because obviously. If you've got Deshaun Watson as your quarterback and we're going to compare them to the 49ers, Garoppolo is not even in that discussion. So take the quarterbacks off the two teams. Which roster do you most like, the Niners or the Browns? And here's Aditi's response to that.
6: Okay, I love the 49ers' defensive front. I think that they play faster and tougher than any other D line, arguably in the NFL. But I am taking the Browns' roster.
2: Overall, you taking their roster? Woo. Yep, I'll take that as a win. Very good. And, and, minus yeah. quarterback. And, and why is that? A yeah, minus quarterback. What, what, what the gives the Browns advantage. the
6: edge? I don't feel. I don't necessarily see a hole anywhere. No,
5: you know, I think
6: that there is. I'm not 100% sure on the wide receiver position outside of Cooper. And, you know, like, let's see how all of that develops. But I don't see a significant spot where I'm saying who's doing this, who's stepping up here, who's available, who's bought in. Um, I just. There's obviously bias, right? Like, I'm more familiar with the Browns than I am with the 49ers. But I I just I really, really, for a few years now, I've been saying top to bottom, I like that Browns roster. There have just been some other issues associated with how they all put it together. Yeah.
2: All right. So, Didi's point is well taken because I think we're we're all biased, too. We see every snap of every game the Browns play. I probably last year saw four or five Niners games in total. You got to see them in the stretch run when they were mm-hmm. playing meaningful football right, right. and then into the playoffs.
0: Bull, do you
2: agree? Are you taking the Browns roster over I the 49ers? Disagree.
0: Obviously, the big caveat is minus quarterback because with quarterback, I take the Browns. I think it's very close. but I, and, and again, I don't have as good a feel for the Niners' individual defensive players and okay. offensive okay. line as I do the Browns. Right, But I would give the Niners a slight edge because overall, I think they're top to bottom a little better defensively their line they the season the, yeah. now maybe by the time we get to the middle of the season I'll feel differently but I think up front front seven yeah. the Niners are better than the Browns all right secondary I think the Browns have an edge in the secondary I agree mm-hmm. the Browns offensive line is good but the Niners is better yeah. I think it's really close and the Browns took a step back last year on the offensive line I think Jedrick will still have something to prove and center everybody likes Nick Harris he's never done it you know it's a it's a big change right and they're pass catchers, too. I think they've got the big edge with the pass they, catchers. Debo Samuel's better than Amari Cooper.
2: I, th- I don't think there's much. George Kittle's
0: way better than David Njoku. Even though they make now about the, Brown- the same money now. Yes. The Browns obviously have an edge at running back. Yeah. A, a fairly significant one. But overall, while very close, I'd give the Niners a slight edge comparing the rosters minus quarterback. I G thought Bush was, you want to jump I in. Thought,
3: I thought he was going to give it to me. I was like, he's going to steal it. Ah, oh, Bull got it first. No, I'm going I'm to go a whole nother route. I think they got the I think they got the advantage at head coach who is the Niners, that the too. Niners, that too the Niners, yeah a good we need to go and there.
0: kicker we don't know about our Kyle we, we she- hope for our kicker right, they kicker right. Robbie Gould we, yeah, we talked better, old but great we yeah. talked
3: about just last segment about how Kareem Hunt Nick Chubb where are they at when you look at the 49ers they they put Debo Samuel everywhere. Yeah. You're gonna play running back, you're gonna yeah. play tight end, we're gonna throw you the ball, you're gonna catch you. the way they the the way that they we are two the same team, we are running teams. That's our philosophy for Kevin Stefanski and, uh, and and the philosophy for Kyle Shanahan. But when you watch the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan is able to affect at every level. Yeah. He'll give you formations, he gives you he never gives you the same thing twice. He uses jet motion, he uses everything, and I think he's just a more creative uh, concept designer of, of plays and get people involved over
2: what uh, you know, Stefanski. That's is. a great
0: point. Yeah. So that's I, a great Stansky point. Stefanski does have a better record for what well, that well, whatever here, that's worth. So right. right.
2: But you know what? I think Shanahan is widely regarded as the office yes, yeah. genius that coach, Stefanski yes. would love to be. Yes. That we thought he might I be. Agree.
4: And to G's point, I just I think there's a great point, G. I mean, I hadn't really considered it, but I will tell you this: the, the, the Niners have been better at winning. They they understand winning. You know, there's a philosophy a in, in professional sports, right? Some some coaches don't want a lot of talent, right? Because it can expose you, right? Because mm-hmm. you have a lot of you have lesser talent, and you make uh, more successful things done. You're expected than, to win, right? They're like, oh, he's a great guy. Now when we give you all the pieces, you know, there's a lot of a lot of pressure on people there. Sure. So Stefanski got a lot of pressure on him because I'm gonna just tell you, the, the Niners have the nod uh, in that little comparison, but the Browns are stacked from top to bottom. The question now is, what will the Browns do with this talent? right? Because when you have talent like this, Jay, it's in a very small window. You don't have it for 10 years. Very small, right? So it it is. It's go time is what they call it the professional. It's go time, right? So now how does the fans get react to that? Right? Is he going to become a guy that is bothered by the comments and social media and the paper? Because if the thing doesn't get off, right? Is he going to be able to relinquish? Nobody or? reads the paper. I oh, no, no. Come well,
0: on. No. <laughs> it could be one of various mediums. Only genius. people 60 and older <laughs> read the right. paper. Very, very, <laughs> various mediums. But you By the way, technically the question is which yeah. roster is better. It didn't have anything to do with the coach. No,
2: I know. But, I didn't but, consider but, that. But you, you kind of yeah, have to because yeah. he's on the roster. He's their coach. So he's I the know, leader you, of the
0: to roster. To your
4: point on the paper, yeah. let me tell you something, Jordan read the paper every day. He wanted to know exactly what somebody said about him. Yeah, well, he wanted that as fuel for his motivation. So he back on the bus like this.
3: And I bet oh. he was looking for oh, any yes. diss, any diss he could yes. find. Yes. he make it up. I can't believe he said that about my mama. Right. What do you mean, Mike? We never said
4: that. I didn't so, see that in there. So i read between the lines. Is, you know what he was is, thinking. The Browns, the Browns have a complete arsenal here, right? I told you, I, I hadn't gone to a Super Bowl. I've been waiting. Yeah, you're whole We're not. right here. Now, what you going to do with it? That's the question. Yeah, which is why I always come
3: back to the thing. Why you got these two top guys and you don't play them at the same time? You don't give them more touches. You, you know, you know. The fascinating thing is, I, I think the true comparison, and for once, you, they the battle of Ohio has been nothing, right? I really think that over the next three to four years, it's gonna shift the Battle of Ohio will be what the rivalry was with the Steelers or the Ravens.
2: I think it's the epicenter of the AFC North now. How many times have the the Bengals and
0: Browns gone to the playoffs in the same year? Maybe Uh, maybe once in the late 80s. I think 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 Boomer might have taken one of those
2: Bengals teams to the playoffs when we were going to the FC Championship game all those years. But But they're never good at the same time. Almost never good at the same time. Um, I'll just put my quick thought on this to wrap it up. I think the rosters are both very, very close. I think I think we have the better running backs. Yep. The Niners have the better pass catchers. Yep. I think we have the better defensive back in, in general, the yes. secondary. I, I do think that they do have an advantage from linebacker up because right. they've got a premier pass rusher as well. Yeah. They've got – I think their linebackers get a slight mm-hmm. edge. Yeah. I think the quarterback nod – I mean, taking the quarterback out of this equation is right. kind of silly because it's the most important. It's a huge difference. But when you throw the quarterbacks in there, I think the Browns have – a much better roster in total. No doubt. Than the Niners. However, I'll say that I think the difference at head coach, while not as same as the difference at quarterback between Browns and Niners, I think the Niners have a significant edge at head coach. And I also think John Lynch is one of the best executives. And I think Andrew Barry's done a terrific job. But I think if you're going to go even that high up in the in, into the uh, organization, I think John Lynch has proven to be one of the right. better... Uh, executives when it mm-hmm. comes to making global decisions for a right. team um, in the NFL. Close, but I think you know what yeah. I hope? This is my sincere hope. I hope we can answer this question with Super Bowl fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that would be a great matchup? Oh. I would love to see that. Would man. I would love to see the Browns and anybody. They could play the same they could quarterbacking for They could play Sandy Nations. If, I love if it. If Deshaun Watson's not quarterbacking it won't <laughs> have him. no probably not. Yeah. Okay, um we're going to do something that's a little unorthodoxed but it's (laughs) off the air yesterday we were laughing so hard at this we figured we've got to share this with the audience so i'll set the table briefly and then i'll let g bush take it from there a number of years ago g bush had agreed to do a hit on a kansas city radio station who yeah, thought was, he was someone
0: else. This was right after the Browns had beaten the Steelers in yeah. the playoff game. Yeah. Okay, so a couple years ago, two years ago. Right, and they were getting ready getting to play, ready the, to Chiefs, go play the, the Chiefs. Getting ready to go against the Chiefs yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah.
2: And what happened from there is almost too good to be true. <laughs> G-Bush, take it
3: from there. What happened? So, so they're getting ready to play. Usually what happens when, when you're getting ready to play the Chiefs in another city, you know, if there's going to be a big game, they reach out to somebody from Cleveland and say, hey, can we? you, you want to come on? Uh, and, and talk about the game and preview it from the Browns perspective. Right. So in this case, I got a text message from their producer and it was very vague and I, I had already been on that radio station a couple times before because we had already played. Um, I, I think we, Kansas City in the regular season, right? Yes. And so they're hitting me up and I'm like, all right, well, cool. This is great. I'm like, I done made it didn't mess around and let me get this Kansas City game off. All <laughs> right, cool. I'm on. He said, all right. Well, thanks for coming. He was so he was so conciliatory. He was just like, yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, wow, I only work on Saturday, but I'm here to go. <laughs> <laughs> so then we take back and forth. So it gets time it comes around for the, you know, me to do the interview. <laughs> he calls me about five minutes early and I'm like, man, this is crazy. I told my mom, yeah, I'm gonna be on in Kansas City. Yeah, man, I'm you know, I'm moving around nowadays. <laughs> he hits me up like, you know, hey, thanks for coming on. You ready to go. And so in the industry, what they do is they bring you on a little bit early so they can go right to you after the after the commercial break. So he put me eyes on hold for about two or three minutes. And then I this is where it all went left. <laughs> he comes into the game and he's like, well, don't give it away. We ain't gonna give it away. <laughs> he comes into the games. He says he introduces me, right? And once he introduces me, I had two or three seconds to figure out, am I going to hang this phone up or am I going to play along? <laughs> play the tape. Let's
2: go. We to know the video. Cleveland Browns got over the hump. It's been a
0: long, long time since they had a playoff win. And someone who spent time in Cleveland, not only, of course, grew up in the area, but played for the Cleveland Browns and was able to win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Proud of that, he is former Browns wide receiver Joe Jaravich. is kind enough to give us some time. Joe, great to have you on the show. Just what was your reaction though as you're watching that game on Sunday, knowing the long, long years obviously of, of suffering Browns fans?
7: Uh, you know, it, it was just a great opportunity um, to just watch the, the Browns really, you know, get over the hump a little bit there, you know. Um, when you go back and you look at you know what the Browns have gone through over the long period of time, you're trying to uh, sound know, white. Uh, you're you trying know, to sound white. I gave it my best shot. Growing up in in in, uh, in northeast Ohio and, and looking at what, you know the Browns, um, you know look at the Browns have gone through from the, you know look the look Biner fumble to you know going through. I love the, that picture. Going through oh, of that time period <laughs> with Elway and some of the things that. <laughs> um, you know, John <laughs> Ellen put him oh and God. not being able to get over the, <laughs> oh just... the team leaving. You know, it was just a it was she a was relief um, just to be able to, you know, put some of those things to the side. And um, not only oh. be able to do that, but to be able to do that against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> who has been a thorn in the side I of the Cleveland Browns, I would say it. pretty much <laughs> since uh, the team coming back in 1999. Oh my it was God! It's just such a relief and something he that was just such a, a, a great. And this went on and on. Oh no, this is not this is so not one second. This is uh, uh, <laughs> some of your other players <laughs> as well.
4: Oh my God. Oh my (laughs) God. And he he did the whole interview. How long
2: did the interview (laughs) go? Just 15 minutes. He get, listen, this is a They never said, bro, you are not Joe Jerovish no, uh-uh. <laughs> This is not the video. We can't even explain yeah, like all black
3: dudes look alike. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. And I'm so when he so you're not putting yourself in my circumstances. We he even he even already know. running it up. He already like, yeah. G, Clea, Tampa Bay Buccaneers G, wide receiver Joe Jervis
2: Super then, performer. former oh, well, Super Bowl but, champion.
4: But G, but G went to his authoritarian talk.
2: Well, no, he tried to sound white. He was trying to sound white. It's my favorite part.
3: It's my favorite part. I said, let, let me go. Let me go to AM announcer voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is AM. The AM, AM announcer now, voice in Indianapolis. Oh my god! And he was like, "Yo, <laughs> hey!" And, and when he came back with the second question, I said, "I might have sold it." He's like,
2: he repeated it. Joe, well, he well, said, North "Joe." So, him Joe. wait a minute. Here's my favorite part of the story. Yeah. What nickname did you take on after that interview? After the interview.
3: So how they found out, so they they actually <laughs> how this all got sparked was yeah. the simple fact that Bull was doing an afternoon show with Dustin, right? <laughs> and, and so he's videos. he his his kids called Joe his Joe J. called his kids and said, Hey man, you like you're trending right now. His kids called Joe. Yeah, yeah his right, kids right. call him. He said, You're trending right now. He said, For what? He ain't played in a minute. He said <laughs> Yeah, there's this guy <laughs> who's impersonating
2: you on a Kansas City radio station. And he's six foot five and he's yeah. black.
3: <laughs> but and then he came on our show. He came on your show, they talked to him a bit. How did the interview end? <laughs> oh, he, he's, listen, he's, he, oh, this is so really right. he still it's, thinks he talked to Joe Jurevich. He so he's telling me, how was it? Like the greatest part of being a professor, uh, winning a Super Bowl? <laughs> Would you tell him? <laughs> oh man, I told him, man. Listen, I got into this story. I was like, you know, it's fabulous. You know, I went. Listen, when I got on, the, you know, when we went on the plane, <laughs> I just.
7: I don't when, think I when, heard that part.
3: When we, when we got off the tarmac, I was just sitting there thinking, like, you know, just soaking it up. And I looked at the veterans next to me and I said, man, this is guys, this oh, is what we all, this is <laughs> <this> what <laughs> we fight for. You know
7: what I'm saying? And, and he's just
3: like, yeah, man, I oh. said, man, you know, and then after it's done, man, you just sit around and you you look, and because you don't ever know if you're gonna get back there. That was my one shot. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is all this is, yeah, this is part
2: with the scammer. <laughs> this is part it of the is. scammer oh, It really God. is. It is. <laughs> so, so what was your nickname? What were what were your Boys calling you and, 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 after this. So after this we, is great. So after we leave, after
3: we leave, they, I listened to the, the joint and they hit Justin up and they said, Yeah, man, G. Bush, man, listen, you are now forever known as Bro Jarabicious. Bro in the building. And he was a good sport about it. He was just like, I mean, I I, he, I don't sound like that, but yeah. I mean, he didn't Who do a terrible job of, fate. Yeah. Said of yeah, faking. Said it. It, right? Yeah, right. So it worked out. So, shout out to Joe Jared vicious oh my by God. the way. That is uh. so funny. And, and, oh and for all and, and for all you up and coming new guys, if somebody call you from a main city. Right, and tell you they want you to do an interview. They gotta be thinking you somebody else. So I'm like, I do one day a week. His, I said, yo, I told my mom. I said that was even better. I said I went viral. I'm cool. I don't oh even need God. a regular interview. Yo, right? would
0: have been good too if you had done like the Dave Chappelle white guy voice. Oh, that yeah, you you really could have gone, <laughs>
2: gone over the top. I could have gone over the top. But I didn't. I, I, I he played He was.
3: Along. You sold it. I, I mean, you sold to, it because I didn't want to do who booked it to look crazy. It's like kind of <laughs> like because they gonna ask him like, how did you not, how did you not only not get a player? You didn't even get a full-time guy at the radio station. <laughs> this
2: dude does like two and a half hours a week and you got him? I would love to have been in the studio when the call ended and they went to commercial yeah. break. I will assure you this. Yeah. Whoever yeah. his co-host was or his producer, the conversation went like this. Yo, do you think that was really Joe (laughs) (laughs) Giravish? I don't think that was Joe Giravish. Can we put the picture up again? Because that 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 deserves discussion. Who made that graphic?
4: Look at the faces.
2: Oh my that God. was a Brianna yeah. special. Brianna, I like, I like that. Brianna, you are the real I mean, MVP. That is because amazing. that grap- That graphic absolutely tears me up. That is so funny. Because the look that we that, uh, got on G. Bush's face was the, the same look he had on his <laughs> face when he found out that they thought they were talking to Joe.
0: He was like, what? I feel like G- I feel like that's got to be G's picture for good bet bad bet now. Like look, like I mean
2: I do need that. Got to
0: be that. We do. Can we make oh my that G's God. picture
2: from now on on good bet bad, bad bet? Just
0: cut out the uniform and everything. <laughs> right. Like the There's something about your mouth being uh, open that they, it, it puts it over the top. I don't know and what Brie, it is. Breathe. Oh, you killed well done. Well oh, done. Guys, Dequell Jackson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dequell Dequell's Jackson's that been listening oh to this oh. as he's, he's, in, he's in the queue to come it's on the Brianna. show. There's Bree.
2: Hey, There's
3: get her back up on the screen. Put her, back up. Get Put her, her back up. Get, oh,
2: get, don't, get don't get that wave. We got the shot of Bree. We don't it's have the done. shot of Bree. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, you get two seconds hey, of airtime per hey, hey, show. Hey, there she is. You get two seconds of airtime per show. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Bree, that was brilliant. That was so good. Well done. Awesome job by you. Dequell what do you have to say <laughs> about bro Jura Vicious?
8: That, that was an amazing story to hear. The
2: fact that you sound so
8: convincing that you were Joe Jerovicious. I don't know how I stopped listening. I was in the queue listening. I was like, wait, he's still going. He's not going to tell him he's not. Joe It went for
7: 15 so he just minutes. Wrote this thing out. Yeah, it was amazing. Write it, it
3: out, write it out, write it out. Hey DeQuell, I was looking like you know how you get your shit. You you, you know how you, you you be a linebacker. You know it, it was like hey, you know when you ain't getting no reps, you like on the fourth unit, and they got you running down on kickoff. You like hey, whether or not they called the wrong package, they'd be like hey, we go on base right here. The dude had his shoes untied. You like I got it,
7: I got it. Don't worry about it. I
3: was gonna get my money off regardless. Coats, coats, hey, you, crushed you crushed it.
2: You crushed it. It was a great interview. Hey, DeQuell. It went on for fifteen minutes, 15. and one of the questions oh One of the questions was, you know, so what? It was what was it like to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about getting off the plane and on the tarmac, looking at all the other veterans, saying, "Hey, bro, we gotta soak this up. We don't know if we're gonna be back. I'm gonna pass
7: out." <laughs> that, oh.
8: That is amazing. I've been confused by you – know, I've never – casual fans have confused me for other players, but never, ever have I ever been confused for another player doing a radio interview and no one find out that you're really not who you say you are. That, that is absolutely amazing. I don't know how you pulled, pulled that off. That's a great way to start the project. Yeah. Well,
2: at some point, I think that we have to make contact with the host in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Because I really need to hear from him at what Absolutely. point did he realize it wasn't Joe? Because there's no way there's he no did way. a 15-minute interview with, <laughs> no. with G. Bush and thought at the end of it, I just talked to Joe Juravich. There's no way that can be the case. But well, why
0: would they have kept going no, if he didn't? Hopefully
2: because, the you know what? A job. They kept going, Bull, for he the same re- for the same reason G. Bush yeah, kept going. Right, right. G. Bush didn't want to, like, spoil the party and right. be like, yo, guys, <laughs> like, my name's G. Bush, and I do two and a half hours on Saturday. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> a player. <laughs> and, and the radio host was like, God, if he's going to play this out, I'm going to play this Jay, out because yeah, it. it's more Jay. embarrassing for me than it is for Jay G. Bush. Right. It's not embarrassing uh, for Jay, him at all. No. Jay, said that
4: yeah. again. What, what did he say to him? He said, <laughs> My name is what? What did he say? My name is G. Bush. Bush. Bush.
3: They like say G. Bush. they like, he like, I only know one person that's a my president. Name, my name that's
8: G G Bush. Bush. Know my body here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, so hey, hey, Jay, I got a, a quick, if I could tell a really quick story. Oh, one time, yeah, it was my rookie year in Cleveland, and I was working with Hammer, and I forget the other guy's name. But it was it was my first year in Cleveland, right. and I really didn't understand the weather. Right, and this was late December. Yeah. I'm going to do a radio show, and I'm driving, and I don't know how to drive in the snow. And I'm <laughs> at this point, I don't know whether I should go to the radio station or stay home. Call from from where I am. They tell me I can call in, but this time I'm on the road heading back home. As I get back to my house, I can see my house within like, you know, 20 feet away. I spin out, I hit a oh. mailbox on oh. radio oh, and no. it wasn't like, gee, I couldn't, I didn't pivot. I didn't know how to pivot other than to say, you know what, guys, I just ran into a freaking mailbox. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and to see G maneuver and, and and just crush this 15-minute radio oh, gig, which he thought God. he was Joe so deer efficient, is just absolutely great. What did they say? Well, I wish you- I had you in the car. With <laughs> me, what
2: did they say when you said, "Guys, I just hit a mailbox. I got to end the interview."
8: They were confused. They're like, "Wait, what? You did what?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, my front end is oh, smashed, and I'm looking at my neighbor's crushed mailbox." <laughs> and we talked about it for probably a few minutes, and then we oh, ended my. the conversation. And every, most times when I go back oh, to Cleveland, God. when people remember me on radio, they remember yes. that wow. moment, and it's one of those moments. Oh, you that's know, funny. by the
0: way, do you know Joe Giravicious?
8: I do. I, well, I've played with him. I haven't talked to him in forever, but right. he definitely doesn't sound anything like G.
2: No. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've interviewed Joe a lot. because when yeah, he right. In, nothing When like he it. was in Tampa, I yeah. worked as the sports director at the ABC station in Tampa, Florida. And he, first of all, he's a stand-up, classy, great yeah. guy. Yeah. I love Joe. In yeah. fact, I think we're going to try to do something with Joe on the program here because he's a Cleveland guy. I think yeah. he went to high school at Lake Catholic, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But he's just a great guy, and, and he's, a, he's a guy that I think we, you know, we need to get involved in the show um, at some point. Hopefully by the time football season rolls around, he'll be on the show, which I can't wait for That's his first crazy. interview because that, that clip is going to get played. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to talk about that. So, Dequel, on a much more serious note, um, we started the show today by um, having a debate about the best running backs in the AFC North. Odyssey mm-hmm. Sports, they own some radio stations. They do some podcasting. They tweeted out recently the top four running backs in the AFC North. And their list was odd because they had Najee Harris, number one, Nick Chubb, number two, <laughs> Joe Mixon, number three, and J.K. Dobbins, number four. What's your top four in the division?
8: <laughs> well, the first two, they're on the Cleveland Browns. high. Oh,
3: Did you say that? Without
8: a doubt. Without a doubt. And then I can throw... Joe Nixon into that bunch, and Najee. Najee. I mean, he's only had one year. Obviously, right. he was for for Pittsburgh. He was their entire offense. They didn't know who was playing on the center, playing the quarterback position. Right. So he took a brunt of the load off of the quarterback. So again, he's a fun, he's a great player, but I, that list is is all screwed absurd. up, man. Yeah. The the two backs at, with Cleveland are probably the best backs in the AFC you North, know, hands down.
0: I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah, I I had Mixon slightly ahead of Hunt only because he's been more productive due to no fault of Hunt's own. He's just a number two back here. But all three of those guys clearly belong ahead of Najee Harris.
8: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Najee Harris. I I, I think he, if if anything, he is the bottom of the list. You know, he's not at the top. I don't know where these guys get that information from. One, One year, he has a solid year, obviously, with... He didn't play with a really good <laughs> offensive line. Right credit there. But again, there was no one at the quarterback position. So right. he was the entire offense right. when they had anything going. The, but you talk about Nick Chubb, a guy that's available, reliable, accountable, all these different things. He is at the top of the list in my opinion. Yeah,
3: the Dequ- did you ever get to like, because this this just seemed like from from a lot of fans standpoints, like I know the Steelers is good, but this is a case to me. Of where they just even in the playing field, they'd be like, "Yeah, the Steelers traditionally have good running backs, or the Steelers traditionally have a good defense." So we just gonna give you that right now because we can't say your quarterback is good anymore. When you played, did you feel like they gave the Steelers a lot of love? And you'd be like, "I, I get it, they good, but they not that good." Y'all giving them everything.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, you 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 hit the nail on the head. I mean, listen, when I played, we didn't. We didn't make a great case of, <laughs> at the top of the top of the AFC North because at the time you had Carson Carson Palmer, you know, Ocho Cinco. Cincinnati was playing very very well, but they had dominated the AFC North for so many years. You know, when I was there for eight years, I can't I can count on one hand how many times I beat them. Uh, so that that is uh, a situation in itself. But again, they dominated they dominated the AFC North for so long. You know, once you once you establish yourself as one of the top in the in the division, you have to kind of you have to take the noise when it's great and and take all the noise when it's not so great. So F I think it, it was it was deserving. <laughs> it was deserving.
4: That's what happened You I, win I, six I Super Bowls, Bowls, though. though. So Nicole, yeah, me, I, I mean, Nicole, let me ask you a question. So we were talking about the backs, Hunt and Hub, uh, Hunt and uh, do, do you think the Brown staff really realized? the power that they have in these two the ultra the real power. I know they know that I I know that they know that they're good, but do you think they understand the real power and their capabilities?
8: Yeah, it's a great question Brad because I look at the addition of Deshaun Watson. I don't think this offense is going to look like anything we've seen before for that reason when you have two capable backs in the backfield, but the style of play Deshaun Watson brings. He needs he needs a spread offense to throw the ball down the field and you can add in a Nick or a Nick Chubb and a Kareem Hunt. Listen, I I don't think it, it, I I go back and forth with um Kareem Hunt because when he was in Kansas City, he was an absolute beast. Here, he hasn't been given the amount of opportunities as Nick Chubb and rightfully so because you have a two-headed monster. You can't run the ball 50 times a game when you're only getting maybe 70 from an offensive standpoint. So I think it's a great problem to have yet is Kevin Stefanski is he the is will he be the difference maker to jail this this collective group of talent we've seen what OBJ went through he wasn't he was unhappy not getting his targets can he somehow open up his offense <clears throat> and to utilize these guys but I do think he's he's been under underutilized for no doubt about it well, in his offense
0: I want to sw- slightly switch gears here stay on the offense but you mentioned Odell there Right. Obviously, it ended poorly with Odell here for a variety of reasons. It seemed like there was tension between Odell and Baker as Odell left, and we assumed that. But none of the players had ever admitted that. As you know, you know players are not often going to talk about things like that publicly. But Greg Newsom and Jeremiah mower were on a podcast recently. I don't. Ha- I don't have the name of it. If you guys want to want to credit them, yeah, we got it. Don't worry. Okay. So, I just want you to hear this because they were asked about that relationship and how it affected the team. Here we go. It was just like, it was just
8: so much that relationships, those relationships just from the whole entire thing was just off, honestly. Like, it was just, and yes, it was just dis- like, it's distracting, but like, I knew at the end of the day, I still got to do my you job. Yeah, you're right. And we played, at the end of the day, we play defense. So, we don't have to worry about the guy throwing us the ball. We ain't got to worry about the guy that's catching the ball. Like, we got to stop them. And like we control our destiny at the end of the day, they control obviously the quarterback, receiver, running back. They can control their own stuff, so it was distracting for sure. Like it was definitely locker room talks. was just like yeah, it was locker room talks, but it wasn't like talks, but it wasn't like on locker room, the, like room talks we to the point where it's yeah. like let's not play. It's more like locker room talks from like a humorous side. Right. Yeah.
7: Like, ah, nah, but don't be
8: trying to lead. Like you know, they don't really be on the like ah, oh, bro, y'all see what happened. Nah, it'd be like hey, bro, what you gonna do? Like how you gonna? It'd be it'd be like yeah. more funny talk, but. At the end of the day, like you said, man, we got a responsibility to, to, to upkeep, and that's why they brought us here, and that's why they brought everybody that's on the team here. So at the end of the day, it's like, all right, we defense. We got each other. We got our backs. We got their backs as well. You know, We all got to get our situations done, and we are called to handle our jobs at the end of the day. So,
0: That's the Varsity House podcast. couple of quick, quick clarifications to before we jump in. First of all, when I hear locker room talk, I, of course, think of Trump. Yes. I mean, how could you not? But, but – uh, <laughs> But uh, I think an important clarification that we didn't play in that was that they both said that Odell Beckham Jr. was the best teammate they had. And they also Mm -hmm. said that Baker was a very good teammate as well. So it wasn't like they were blaming one guy or the other, but they admitted publicly, both of them, that it was a distraction. Mm -hmm. Are you surprised they admitted that? And I guess you're probably not surprised that it was a distraction, but how how big could something like that be?
8: Yeah, I'm not surprised by that reaction because defensive players know who can help you win from an offensive standpoint. And you're talking about a defensive back and a linebacker who are very much involved in coverages. They've had a chance to watch Odell back OTAs, mini camp, training camp. So those guys know who can help them win games. And if they see a connection, not the the chemistry, not really being there, then that's when the rumblings start. You know, that's when, you know, you start to doubt wait can this guy get Odell Beckham the ball what are we talking about here we're talking about two guys when we we have two great running backs we're winning games but you know right now th- there's a tension between our best offensive threat down the field and our quarterback not developing chemistry so this is uh if this if they admit it to that that tells me this has been festering for a very long time and that it just finally boiled over and hit his head and Then we saw the, you know, Odell Beckham Junior's father get involved and he was trying to, you know, orchestrate a way to get the heck out of there because clearly, you know, uh, again, I put I'm pointing at Baker, but a lot has to be on a a lot of the responsibility has to fall on Kevin Stefanski. You have to open up your offense. You have to find a way to get your playmakers the ball and Later in the segment, we may talk about the 49ers, but when you have a yeah. really good offensive coordinator, yeah. he can utilize mm-hmm. uh, really great talent. And I think there's something to be said about that. We got to start, we got to pay attention to that because if those guys are admitting to that and talking about it openly, then that was a probably a bigger issue than so, um, so at, the, a, at our glance.
4: So the quell with that being said, you think Baker knew that he wasn't getting the ball at Odell Beckham? Do you think he knew that?
8: I think Baker was caught up between two worlds. He was trying to play within himself but he was also trying to, you know, get his playmakers the ball. And then you have to obviously uh, uh, attest to Kevin Stefanski, what his philosophy is. I think he was he was young and he was calling the middle of it all.
4: Well, back Be- is the PG. He's the point guard on the team. He's the one with the ball. Right. He knows right. Where he's got to he- deliver it, right? If you know right. you have a weapon, right. I have to get the weapon the ball. I don't care what Stefanski said on the sideline. It's a weapon, right? I have yeah. the ultimate yeah. decision to see where I'm going left, right, or center, right? So I, I I'm always perplexed because do you realize this? Or are you purposely not going this way? Because at some point, right? This is crossing my mind. Are you purposely not going this way?
8: Right. I think they probably dealt with Baker with kid gloves initially and they start, you know, putting, Hey, we have to, you know, spread the ball around. We have to get other guys involved. You know, you, you see the, the, the latest contract with in, uh, in you know, everyone is up in arms about that contract because we really hadn't seen that production before. And you're paying the guy based on production, and and when I when I saw that contract extension, I know I'm, I know I'm going off a little bit, but it, it it tells me that the front office saw some limits with Baker Mayfield. And you're right again. Ultimately, you're the player; you make the decision. The ball's in your hand every single snap. You if if the offense isn't running running efficiently or not. But at the end of the day, obviously, Baker is in a position that he played himself into, and right. he's on the outside looking in, and you know, hopefully they get some trade value for him. But right now, you know, we have to wait and see what the uh, what the Deshaun Watson situation, you know, looks like.
2: D- Dequell, I have a theory. I'll run it by you and see if this makes any sense at all. It could be complete craziness. It seemed like early in the relationship that Baker may have been forcing the ball to OBJ when he wasn't open oh. because he knows the presence that he is not just in the huddle, but in the locker room. He knows his past. He knows he can get vocal if he's not getting the ball thrown to him. And it almost was if after forcing the ball there when there was nothing there and throwing picks, it almost seemed like at some point in the relationship, he said, okay, I'm hearing from everybody, don't force the ball, don't force the ball. It almost seemed like it's at, at some point, particularly early last year, that he just was almost making a point not to throw to Odell. Yeah. Almost to feed into the criticism that he was trying to force it to him so much early. Is that crazy talk or is there something to that?
8: No, there's definitely something to it. I mean, when the guy's hearing all the negative all the things he's not doing well and he's trying and he's forcing the ball to his playmaking, and it's for whatever reason the chemistry isn't there and and you're not winning games and you're playing with injuries and things don't seem to be working out, you start to just what's the best way a quarterback can avoid that situation is not throwing it to him. And not to say that Baker intentionally decided, "Hey, you know what? I'm not going to start throwing to him. I'm going to try to play within the system. I'm playing with some injuries. You had a, you had a ton of noise. Clearly, Baker hasn't been, hasn't done a great job of dealing with the outside noise, outside mm-hmm. criticism. He Rabbit ears attacks, and thin skin.
2: That's yeah, a bad combo skin. for a quarterback. It,
8: it really is, and especially in Cleveland. Cleveland needs someone that is hard skin. Come to come to work with the hard hat on and take." Autism, whether it's good or bad and he just wasn't mature enough to deal with it all which to brad's point listen you're the quarterback you're the guy you're the point guard you're here to make the tough decisions and and lead this group i mean he carried himself like it if you listen to any press press conferences he 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 would you know uh, address the team as if he was the unsung leader that they listened to him but you could always as a former player always anytime you always reference yourself as the leader and my guys and like, let me see you play first, yeah, yeah, because yeah. in the that's locker room, that's right, that's right. I'm right.
4: talking about my yeah, guys. The, <laughs> yeah, right,
8: right. In the locker crazy. room, obviously, the the guys that are most productive will be inherently your leaders. And he wasn't; he never really could
2: balance that.
8: It was a lot more fluff talk than actually producing on the field and leading yeah. your team to the victory.
2: You can't talk your way into leadership. Yeah. That just yes. happens. No, organic. Absolutely not.
3: Yeah. yeah, you know, you can you know, see Dequille, right through it. DeQuill. I, a little, little along the lines i used to always be a guy who like I, I was okay with you know guys being a little flamboyant being uh guys that have chip on their shoulder guys that play with that that raw emotion in that field i i don't know if i can i, I can do that no more at quarterback I, I i don't know if that that characteristic works in in professional mm-hmm. athletics at, at a quarterback position i'll give you a couple names and i'll give you another spectrum Johnny Manziel obviously was is was very brash. Easy. I look at a guy like wow. I look at a guy like RG3, I look at a guy like Cam Newton, I look at Baker Mayfield. All of those guys had that bravado. Favre did it. F- Favre got away with it, right? But man, I don't know if that type of mentality works in a locker room where you gotta be even keeled. They be watching you, and I always go to what Hugh Jackson said. People don't remember this. It was in Hard Knocks, and we 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 get on Hugh Jackson for a lot of things, but what he said, he said, "Hey man, what time you get here today?" He said, uh, "Yeah, I got here by 8. He said, "You know, uh, you know, at the time, Ty- Tyrod Taylor, yeah, Tyrod, he was there at five. I want, you kind of, mm-hmm. I want, to, I want you to kind of follow him, lead him, and what I was th- thinking, he was telling mm-hmm. him." is not necessarily, hey, be Tyrod Taylor, but see how Tyrod Taylor carries himself and it gives you that leeway. If he would have had that type of leeway with his people, I think the organization would have been like he good. He just hurt a little bit last year, but where they got it was. I don't know if he also made a comment in 2019. He said, I thought it was going to be easy and I think little small things like that in, in sports People, people put that in their back pocket like, mm, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think if you would have done those two small little things, and the way you look and the way you conduct yourself go a long way with people. And That's I think he'd point. have gotten more, more long, longer term here if he would have done that.
8: Yeah, I think Baker, if if you would have set Baker down, I think there's a lot of things he would have done differently starting out the game. One is not trying to pick on anyone who criticizes his game. Hell, you play a position where you get criticized week in and week out, day in and day out. You have to understand what comes with it. And when you br- bring this sort of bravado, this out, this extrovert, this, you know, this guy that, that, that everyone likes. And, and I love all of that, the swag, the whole deal. But what that does is that puts a huge target on your chest. And you, if you, you're aware of it, when you don't play well and the, crit- the, the criticism is fair and you can handle it and you can deal with the press conferences and not you know, uh, uh, make it all about you, you know, then I can, I can, I can understand. I can deal with it, but you're right. This this whole, prov- this, this whole, I love it. I love it all, but at the quarterback position, you gotta have, you gotta have the skin for it. You really do. And if you don't, you're gonna find yourself on the outside looking in.
0: Dequel, I'm really curious about your take on this. Um, it's gonna be a long question. I apologize, but I think it's important. I, I'm, oh, I'm really? reading this quote from Jacoby Brissett from a few weeks ago. And he said, This is my first time being in an all black quarterback room. That's pretty unique and pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of talk mm-hmm. in the NFL about black coaches not getting an opportunity. It's obviously the NFL's not, mm-hmm. I guess they're trying, but they've done a terrible job in, in a sport mm-hmm. where, I don't know, three quarters of the players are black. It's ridiculous that there's like three black coaches. But I think about this when it comes to quarterback, right? For years, when I was a kid, like it was there were never any black quarterbacks, or very few. There was certainly prejudice that factored into why that was happening. And even more recent years, when Lamar Jackson comes out of college and Bill Polian says, well, I look at him as a wide receiver. And people laugh at that like he's stupid. If Lamar Jackson were white with the same skill set, but he were white, Bill Polian would have never said that. And I'm not even saying that Bill Polian's an obvious racist. Maybe it's yeah. just subconscious, who the hell knows. But I'm curious, right. as a player, like I, th- I, I, if I'm Jacoby Percent, I get it, right? Like, I'm Jewish. There's like 10 Jewish football players in the NFL. So whenever I know there's a guy who's Jewish, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I think that's cool. I, I want him to do well because there's not a lot of Jews in, in sports, okay? So I'm curious from your perspective, like, how much is that talked about in the locker room? Like, uh, and, and does it mean mm-hmm. something that there's an all-black quarterback room or even that the starting quarterback – is that meaningful to still to this day? Like, what's that conversation like in the locker room, if at all?
8: Yeah, it, it's definitely race and politics and everything that goes on in the outside world is talked about in the locker room. And, you know, like any other locker room, that's cliques of guys who you talk to about certain things. You know, as a – to your question – yeah, guys are talking about it because if Code Brissett noticed it, I've never, as you brought the question up, yeah. I've never been on a team that had all black quarterbacks, three yeah. black quarterbacks. And it's something that tells you the league is, is, is transitioning over to where you have, you know, we have guys who are arguably the greatest of the game. Tom Brady, that style of offense, that style of quarterback play is slowly trickling over to an athletic, mobile, a guy that has a big arm. So uh, I think now is the time where you see a lot of those Black athletes, like you mentioned before, when the Bill Polians, when he was uh, um, a decision-maker, he looked at athletic quarterbacks as a guy that shouldn't have the ball in his hands every snap. And that's a huge decision maker that can throw the ball down the field. So, yeah, it's definitely something that's encouraging. And and one other piece I'll add to that is the Browns have done a great job in total of hiring – Black coaches and black staff. It's That's probably true. one of the, and I don't know the numbers. Hands down, I would say Cleveland probably has the most um, black faculty that, than than most teams, most NFL teams. So they do a great job of identifying talent. I think they they're very inclusive there. And again, this is a product of ownership. Uh, leadership saying, okay, we want to hire, we want to bring in guys who can get the job done, regardless of race or or creed or whatever the case may be. So uh, it's definitely something that's talked about within the league. It's definitely something that, you know, you look around the league, you look at D-line coaches. A lot of D-line coaches, for whatever reason, have been, in my opinion, that there's black coaches in different places, you know, um, that traditionally I've always been around a black D-line coach. I don't know whether through coincidence or what, but never, uh, other than Romeo Cornell, have I played for a black head coach, but I think the league is working on it. It's definitely something that, you know, the Rooney rule adding to that. Uh, they're trying to obviously, you know, help, you know, uh, coordinate black coordinators get head coaching gigs and what have you a ladder, but it's an ongoing issue throughout the league that, uh, in my opinion, the NFL has never been proactive on. They've always been 100%. Um, always been slow to the slow to the dance. You know, when you look at other leagues like the NBA, have been more progressive in that in, that, in terms of hiring women as well. So uh, they have a long way to go, but I do think uh, to, to answer your question again, it's definitely talked about within the locker room within, within the players.
2: And and Dequale, to your point, all the way to the top with the Browns, Andrew Barry. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think right. the Browns get an get an extraordinary grade when it comes to diversity hires and and, and you mentioned women mm-hmm. hires. They they have they had one of the first female uh, assistant coaches. I, I do think that that's something that the Browns are sort of uh, leading the way on in, in the NFL. And something the that, uh, I think the league has acknowledged they have a lot of work to do in that yes. situation. It's odd because the number of blackhead coaches has fluctuated through the years. There have been opportunities. There have been at points. There, there were a, a good number of them. But for whatever reason, now we're in a spot now where you look around and you're like, how has
0: it gotten to this? After and, the progress they had made, and black coaches that don't yeah. win right away almost never get a second chance. Well, look but at that, Miami. But, uh, look but, uh, what but, just but, happened but, in Miami.
4: But you get that. In, you get that in all the major sports, right? I mean, you have to think about the, the opportunities that that uh, uh, African Americans are given in any major sport to assume a leading role. Uh, always come mostly comes at a, a, a point where you have to choose. Just taking the job or getting a good job, right? So sure, so, that's so, true. So if you don't get the that's good true. job,
2: yep. you won't get any job. So you got to right. take the job. So you take the risk. Like Mike, Mike right. Tomlin was set up to right. succeed, right. Right. In yes. Pittsburgh, because the organization was, around was, him was set up to do that. A stalwart organization, right. they're going to succeed whoever their head coach is. But when you bring in a guy like Tomlin, who's from Tony Dungy's tree, who would had a lot of success, mm. right? Uh, I think it, uh, it helps for future hires. And also, I don't. I covered Tony for, for a number of years when he was in Tampa. It was very important to Tony that he was giving opportunities to young black assistant coaches yeah. knowing that that's how you change things in the NFL. You, you're in a position so, where you can the, do that. So, so
4: it trends. You, it trends because people want to win. Organizations want to win. Sure. Right. I'll give you a case in point. I, I'll switch from football to basketball. I'm looking at the Celtics. The Celtics when I was there was predominantly white. Absolutely. Everybody only had three, two or three African-American players that played for the Celtics. I looked at the Easy Celtics. Eddie I, looked at, I looked at the Celtics. <laughs> uh, I looked at the Celtics now. Yeah, and it's totally changed.
2: Yes, 100% yeah, it, uh,
4: totally changed. And then I uh, think uh, that had only changed. Look at the crowd. Yeah, look at the crowd. Who's in the crowd at the garden. Yeah, yes true. Yeah, this Good thing is the point. It has changed because in guys Boston, used to hate going to Boston In, in Boston. Yeah. Now it, 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 it's not now they know winning.
2: Sure. That's what i care about yeah winning right it doesn't matter if you're purple but ultimately green, guys yellow just win all right. the
0: owners or almost all of the owners in sports are old white guys and sure. who are they around other old white well, guys. well
2: the thing is you can't do anything about that because duquel as you hey. know it's the guys that have the money make the rules right. and in sports right. that's why you have seen black ownership groups nascar has a black ownership yeah. group Michael Jordan has been involved mm-hmm. with, with Charlotte for, for a number of eventually. years. I think LeBron, you can almost book LeBron, will be an yeah. owner at some, day, at some point. Yeah. I mean, he, yesterday was news that he's a billionaire, for crying out loud. So right. I think he'll, he'll have the capital. Yeah. And, and by the way, and I don't want to disparage your guy, um, Michael Jordan, yeah, yeah. but Jordan, <clears throat> to me, <clears throat> is an absent guy. Yeah. He's not – I think if he would approach being an executive the same way he approached being a player – he could do it if he wanted to. It's just, for some reason, he's not as involved as many there think he should be. Well,
4: but uh, knowing Michael, the way I know him, right, that's how he operates, right? He's not that guy. He's, Everybody not, that, he's, not, like he's that. not that uh, right. uh, 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 up front guy, right? He right. played that way. It, sure. Now, if you watch if you watch the last dance, it comes off differently. Now, you go talk to my teammates. Oh, there's another side to this last dance, mm-hmm. right? Right. He kind all they didn't put that out there, right? Yeah. Just as much as he was giving it out to people, oh, he was getting it. It was definitely getting it. Yeah. That's what that's what Pip mad about, or his Grant's mad about. Oh, you was getting it. Put that out there, right? And, Cause he's not that guy. He's just a good guy, right? He's just right. a good guy, a guy that you want to have as a friend, right? And he is a southern guy, right? And he wasn't mm. the one said don't give me all the smoke. I don't want to be that. I just want to do my thing. Right, right. That's that's who he is and people always assume for him here. You're going to take this matter. You're going to take the leadership here. You're going to be the front person. I want to be the front person. I just want to be a person mm-hmm.
3: here, right? And, yeah. and, and I'm not going to let I'm not going to let the colleges off, off the hook either. Okay. If you combine NFL college football, there's less than 10% of the coaches, head coaches that are African-American. Yeah. I'm surprised the the team, I, I bet it's not even near 10%. I, I yeah. mean, that's crazy, especially right. given what the SEC is, given what college football is. So and if, if
0: like Brad says, you have to take whatever opportunity you can get, you're more likely to get a bad team, you're more likely to fail. So my my, my college roommate and high, uh, college teammate, Dennis
4: Hopson is, was the number two pick in the NBA draft, got an NBA championship ring, has all the criteria to be a, a college coach, I've been college coaching, under the Massimino for some time. Right? He can't
2: get
0: a sniff. He can't even get a sniff out yeah, a job. Sure. My really. alma mater mm. won't even give a sniff. That's uh, uh, crazy. Right. Right. College basketball mm. still bad too. NBA has really done the best. The NBA has done the best. For yeah,
5: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. McNuggets has
2: given us the go sign, So, quote, we got to do the top five. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yesterday's was the all-time worst. It was top five sports movies and it, it, <laughs> it wasn't me though. I know it was Anthony what, yesterday, it, but man, yeah. it was well, bad. What are some of your,
0: what are your, what are some of your favorite sports movies, by the way? Yeah. Do you have a favorite sports movie?
8: The, pro, the, the program by far is my absolute favorite.
2: Which one yeah, you, have pro you heard of it? Uh, the program.
8: The oh yeah. Oh, the program, football, the program, the program. Absolutely. I said that
0: yesterday. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that deserves That's my mention. number one. All right. Very yes, good. Um, any given Sunday. It. <laughs> is it because Halle Berry's in it? Is that why it's your favorite? Uh, not maybe it probably has a little something to do with it. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. She is the hottest woman. What is she 60? No, she ain't she's 60. close. She's close. I, to 60. I think she's late she 50s she, she younger than me. She's hey, the best looking us. woman <laughs> <laughs> over 55. I've ever seen in my life. It. I always say this. <laughs> she Be- has the skin of an 18 Be- year Be- old. She must have great. Oh, She's 55. Yeah, 55. Now Angela Bassett
3: about 70. She's beautiful. She's still like Halle
0: is.
2: We got to go. Mike's oh, killing me. Mike's giving no, me the well, go sign. Halle
1: Berry probably has great insurance. Probably Roundstone you know what? Insurance. I, 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 I hope she does have Roundstone. Roundstone insurance. Ooh. It offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. <laughs> for more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money up to 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money, too. Shout out Roundstone, our favorite. Roundstone. I wonder Round if Joe Joe Vicious Round has Stone. Roundstone. Roundstone.
2: I bet he does. <laughs>
7: All
1: right, so today's list is the five worst kind of pickup basketball players. Okay, let's go
7: to okay. it. <laughs> All
2: right, this is stemming from the fact that Dequell wants wants you in a pickup <laughs> basketball game one-on-one, which is going to happen Mikey soon. Mikey McNuggets,
0: I'm assuming, is going to get his ass kicked happen. in this, but we'll see. Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm putting my money right Dequell, now. Dequell, you got any plans to
0: come to Cleveland anytime soon?
8: I do. So, actually, McNuggets and I, we were talking the other day, and yeah. there's a good chance I could be in town in a few weeks for Ooh. her. An alumni, dude, and I reached. He was the first person I reached out to. Him. I was, <laughs> you, better, you, better, you better start shooting, getting in get the gym, because I, a, I will be there sooner get, than I thought. of it. game going. ready. I
0: feel like, I feel like oh, we yes. got to play at oh, an yeah. outdoor oh, yeah. court, we'll man. Like, a little
8: That's city a little ball at an
0: outdoor court.
2: Yeah,
1: no yeah. way. Yeah. Indoor, my knees aren't built for. Oh me. my uh, god, I'm what
0: a soul. whip What are you, twenty nine?
2: All right, what's your top? Right, here What's
1: number five? It's the gnat. Now, it's too long to put it on a total screen, but the gnat and pick up basketball I is the guy that, who's yeah. terrible at offense and yeah. knows it, so mm-hmm. just plays man-to-man mm-hmm. defense, 94 feet, up and down the court, doesn't leave your shorts. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Great to have on your team. Terrible to play
2: against. He's the shadow.
0: All right. I'm, I'm the, the shadow. shadow. I like that. Yeah. I like
2: that. I, but I think that's bad because yeah, I like yeah. that that's guy. Funny. Not if you're playing against nah. him. Nah. Yeah, but because you know he's know. got no game, but that's... he's frustrating you because he
0: is with you step for step. Yeah, boy, when I was at yeah. 18, I was that guy because I'm the worst basketball player. Of course player you were. Ever. Yeah, that's why you like him, boy. And when I, I, I was, when I was in, in better shape at a younger on. age, I would run around playing physical defense. So you were the Nat. I was the Nat. But probably and
4: when you're in a close game, he's a detriment to us winning year. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> boy, I passed the ball to the
3: guys who catch you. And, and, and OG, you know how it is the Nat to get you hurt. Yeah, he all up underneath. Hold on, hold on, Rolling ankle. No blood,
0: no foul.
8: Yeah, the Nets right. have, have to stay away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't I, don't know, like I don't like him either. Number four. Away.
1: Number four, the guy who insists on playing point guard who can't dribble. <laughs> oh, he can't
7: a
4: coach. Your point. That's, that's, that's no point right there. He's the worst. Yeah, that,
2: <laughs> he's got the Rex backs. He has that same outfit on. Yeah. He does. And the Rex backs. Yeah. He got the, Yeah. Bring no a, no handles. Bringing the ball
4: up point positions to go <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, right. Hold on. A hey, couple of these, by the way, like, This could be the
1: dude that. G mentioned yesterday who wears Tims to play basketball, but need, the guy who insists on playing point guard, banana cut, banana cut, back screen. Hey, hey, like, hey. It
3: doesn't know anything. You're going to come to me, because I'm over six foot four, Talk about, hey, big guy, <laughs> hey, I, I, I <laughs> saw you down, post up stronger. Yeah. Get up out of here. Get up out of here with <laughs> that. Man. I ain't hearing guy, that. That's the player
2: and coach. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy wait, Now, wait a minute. Well, I'm trying to put mcnuggets into one of these jars i know mcnuggets mm-hmm. was a shooter
0: could I, that be you yeah i think it is no no
2: I, i'm later on the list oh you're no. later on
0: no. I, okay Notice, okay i mean, was what, giving it? you the net i was i was leaning more towards that
2: <laughs> 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 all right what's number
1: three i'm gonna set this up i honest to goodness don't think DeQuell fits into this category but number three is the football player at the rec who just wants to pull you, <laughs> you and ran into you. It doesn't qualify. I don't picture. think to is <laughs> one of these players,
2: but you all know who they are. I know him. I know him. Yeah. Daquell, what do
8: you have so to say I to that? Knew, so I knew somehow he was going to get a little jab in at some point. Yeah, he did. Oh, so I knew it was going to. But I, OK. OK. Just, it just
0: adds more food to the fire,
2: baby. I mean, the football
0: player is kind of the same as the Gnat, just a bigger guy, a uh, bigger oh, yeah, and stronger yeah. guy in a well, way. You know, and, gotta, but
2: he's I, a bull in a china shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, this guy's uh,
4: just
2: wrecking everybody.
4: You got two types. You got the football player that can't play. Ooh, yeah. You got the football player mm. that can Who's play. Who's
2: the football player that can play? I, I, I gave you a list. Chris Carter.
4: Chris Carter.
2: Keith, Keith Byers. yeah, uh, yeah. They can really
4: play, right? So that's what I'm saying. I like there. All right, the, the other guy now. We, we gotta get one of these the other guys, guys on the show at we, some we, point. We put, we, yeah, we, oh,
1: we're, we're definitely gonna try. Don't we, worry.
4: we put the other guy, the other football player on the other court. So if we see him, we're going to the other court. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we gotta get these guys on the show, man.
0: We got to get all right. Up. What's number
1: two? <laughs> Dequel right. definitely fits into the football players who can play. Though I actually do think Dequel can play, hey, but it's the other guy. He
0: was you're a great player. His, you're just kissing his butt now. First compliment <laughs> you've given. <giving me>. <laughs> right. Before you, all before you take his, his last money. Let's to number two. This, this can't get too
1: cozy. It's the my bad guy. Catches it. <laughs> shoots it every time, oh, misses yeah. every right. time, and goes, my bad, guys, my bad. Yeah.
3: And he pulling up again. Hey, <laughs> oh, my fault, dog. My fault, I, I saw you cutting, but I, listen, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I had the you. shot. I took it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I
4: hate that dude. This, I, know, mess say, mess I hate mess. that dude. And then when you go to the pickup game, you're like, don't pick him. I, like, yeah. I
2: not play with him. Wait, Dequell just made a, a a really interesting comment. Dequell, what did you just say?
8: I think this may be the best, you know,
2: Five
8: he's come up with. So yeah, I'm with I, I, I I'm, this I'm is, with a good This list. is yeah. hot on right now. Yeah, very
2: good. There's one guy missing, and I'm yep. see if it's your yeah, number yeah. one. I got two more, yeah. but go ahead. Okay, I got me one. What's your Name. What's Name. your number one uh, worst pickup guy?
1: I've played basketball in a lot of different states. This is. In anywhere you go, the worst guy.
4: Let's see. Let me Mister see.
3: Mister calls every foul and argues about. Oh, it. that guy, yeah, is the yeah. worst
0: guy. That oh, has, has, has to, to be number yeah. one. Oh, exactly.
3: you can't play with me. That guy's the worst. No. No. I hate him. It's it's me- ho ball, ho ball, whole ball. You got me right there, up top. Yeah, up
0: top.
4: No, <laughs> yeah. No, what you mean
0: up top? Wow. Up top. What I didn't me? even breathe <laughs> on you, bro. ball. I'll top. top. I'll, I'll top.
4: Up top.
3: Top.
0: Top. top. No blood. No blood. No foul. Hey, and you'd be like,
2: you'd be like, you had the last
3: <laughs> one, bro. You had the last call. Come on, bro. You had
2: last call. Okay, we each get one that wasn't on the list, and Dequel will let you start. Yeah miss well. anybody
3: yeah it's
8: definitely the guy who has all the apparel the jordans oh. the knee sleeve <laughs> yeah. the arm sleeve, the goggles <laughs> and can't play a lick no basketball iq he's just on the sideline just hey who has next who's got next oh i got God. next and no one yeah. ever ever picks it sweat sweat band sam right. well, you have sweat something I, I have a story
1: on that so i lived in la for a summer and there was a guy at the gym i played with who was he was sammy Sweatbands. i was like this dude's a bum he was terrible at the end of the summer he always talked about acting too oh, no. he was there of, to be an actor right oh, yeah yeah who's yeah. all he's got like 600,000 twitter followers. like i leave i'm like Stunt hey i'm going double. back to boston he's like hit me up on twitter He's like a million followers on Instagram, six hundred thousand. I was busting him the whole summer for being <laughs> Sammy Sweatpants. This dude's a legit celebrity. He's like, he got game. He can dance. Like, wow. Yeah. Sammy Sweatbands is deceiving sometimes. Yeah, bro.
2: but Duquel, that's a good one because he, he's at every gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at every and and you just look at the guy and you're like,
0: yeah, let's just pretend he's invisible, right? Because they never live up to their apparel. You guys are missing the best one. The best one is the guy who you show up at a pickup game. And he looks like he's really good, but he sucks. Oh wow! Right, fool's yeah. gold. Right, like you—you you look at a guy like G. If you saw G, you'd be like, oh, "He's big. He's black. He's got to be good." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he sucks. That, now that's a good one. Fool's gold right? guy.
4: Who's yours? The guy I hate is the guy. that You get to the uh, to the court. He want all he want to do is talk. Talk about uh, the game. What yeah, this yeah. is who, who we playing? <laughs> what we need to
3: do? And,
4: and, and, and big games he's had working. in the past.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, it yeah. He's it it you about a big shot he <laughs> hit the last pick game. Yeah, worst. exactly.
3: <laughs> Man, I see the worst people is them dudes. Right, you get to the playground, you come in, it's some athletic dudes. It's you and your peoples. You get there and it's a group of un- unassuming dudes that come work out on a half hour for lunch. They come down there and you playing around the first half, and all of a sudden you like, hey, bro who keep leaving him open. It's Mikey McBucket's (laughs) He's to do It's tie game. No twos, no twos. All of a sudden, how are you open? He they run a double back screen. He comes off. a flex cut. He's wide open and it's game and it's a whole bunch of people waiting and you got to wait 15, 25 hours to get back on the court. You got be my Mikey McNuggets and they the get a long game. I don't like to get a long game running plays. No.
2: Yeah that you're exactly right that there is. That's a real guy. It's a real yeah. guy. So Dequel, my favorite guy and it you don't see this guy at gyms you don't but you mm. see him on playgrounds a lot he's the jeans guy <laughs> oh yeah James. he comes oh, he oh. comes strolling by the park <laughs> he sees a game he's not there to play he's in jeans sometimes he's got the all black tennis shoes you oh, know what I'm talking yeah. about buddies and, like and, and, and he he's, says here's what he says Hey, I was the last one cut off the varsity team my senior year. I, the coach didn't like me. I should have been out there. But he's got jeans, and he doesn't realize he does not fit in in it's his crowd. The oh jeans guy is always and, out.
3: And he wear boxer shorts to hoop in. Don't yeah. You cannot wear – you? do you want to destroy your lower body? Wear boxer shorts hooping. I'm just going to tell you that. You know, what do you wear? I feel like you had a bad experience with some boxer shorts. Oh, yeah. Hey, I had what to – you- Briefs I, I needed box I needed need a I powder and everything. Oh, like, God. You I needed, need your powder, bro. Oh yeah, I said this is unacceptable. Chafing up. And then I couldn't really tell my mom. My dad would my dad was at work. I'm like, hey bro, there's some some I got a situation, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do some help? Like, how, and how it's brought work? to
0: you by Roundstone. I'm at work. So, McNuggets,
1: what do you want to do here? Do you want to do you want to take a break? Yeah, we got to take a quick break. Quell. this was awesome. Thanks so much,
2: You're the best, hey, man. Hey, there my boy, right there. Hey, go listen,
7: right there.
2: <laughs> when, you, when you pull up, Cheers. I need
3: you. I need some of that good hooch. What are we drinking there?
2: What kind of bourbon are we drinking?
3: <laughs>
8: Uh, we're actually drinking a scotch. It's called Balvini. Be- oh, uh, All right, there. I thought you were going to I thought you were going
7: to Five Livid. star. Dude. No, no, that,
8: that, that's later in the day when the sun, when the clouds. Uh, I was actually you know. going to ask you to pull, reach behind <laughs> you and
2: pull a bottle up and give us a hey, toast ahead into yeah. the weekend, but you were one ahead of me. Oh, yeah. There oh, yeah. I, I can't help you. Go. That's right. All right. I Thanks. toast the coffee, well, man. Yep. There you go. Here's bro. to you, brother. Later, later, later. Have Thank a great here. weekend, and we will see you next week. The great Daquel Jackson. That That was a a fun segment. He's great. great. A lot of laughs for DeQuell this week. He's great. Um, Don't go anywhere. Got a special surprise on the other (laughs) side of this break. It's it's gonna be worth it, I promise you. Oh yeah.
5: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.